welcome to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast, where we look at behind the scenes of why and how leaders are making an impact and how you can too. I'm Shay Wheat, the founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions and the host of Creating Powerful Impact podcast. We support six, seven, and eight-figure speakers, coaches, and expert thought leaders in creating powerful and profitable live and virtual live events. Our clients have made over $25 million in revenue, gained over 3,700 new clients, and changed the lives of over 29,000 attendees with events as few as 50 people and over 4,000 in attendance. So stick around to the end of the show where we'll reveal how you can be a next guest in just 15 to 20 minutes. Right, Let's welcome go. back to another episode of Today, I have the pleasure of bringing to you Justin Breen, who is the founder and CEO of the global PR firm Brecken and the exclusive connectivity platform Brepic Network. His newest book, Epic Life, has actually been number one overall book for sales on Amazon Kindle and also recently made the Wall Street Journal and the USA Today bestsellers list. Please help me welcome to the stage, Justin. Hey, Justin. Yeah, I was, um, <clears throat> one, it's good to be here. Two, I was, uh, I was uh, you know, I was a journalist for 20 years, so I like to know who I'm talking to. So congrats on your on your upcoming wedding. And then I was looking at the picture with the the motorcycle helmets and uh, entrepreneur life is like getting on a motorcycle without a helmet. And then you don't know if the brakes are going to work. And <laughs> what separates entrepreneurs from humans is they're not afraid to do that. That's what, that's what separates. And then in, in uh, this world, your world, like they're entrepreneurs, most of my days talking to entrepreneurs. So not business owners, not humans, consultants, they'll just get on the stage they aren't afraid to get on the stage. They're visionaries. So, and this is just a stage, whether it's a podcast or, you know, there's, you know, there's people in the stands or whatever. This is just a stage. That's all this is. Yep. I like to look at it as an event, right? So stages are events and that's, that's the world that I get to play in. So super <clears throat> excited to have you here because today we're going to chat a little bit about how to actually build collaborative global companies while still putting your loved ones first. <laughs> right. So how, how would you start with that, Justin? That's a, so that's a great question. Um, how would you start? What's the answer? So you're definitely a high fact finder in Colby, um, K-O-L-B-E. So am I. And um, so my brain, um, most of my days talking to the world's top visionaries, um, so they're all over the place and, mm -hmm. um, and then my brain simplifies all that into patterns with the, with the answers. So, um, I talk to one to two entrepreneurs every single week, every single week that have let entrepreneur life destroy their family life or prevented them from having anything meaningful mm -hmm. in their lives. And then, so my brain's like, oh, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. Um, and there's 34 strength finders, 34 of them, Gallup Clifton, I'm 32 out of 34 in ideation. Most of the people I talk to are top five in that. And then they have a mix of activator, maximizer, achiever. So they'll take all these ideas and they'll do something about it. Now, mm -hmm. my top five are activate, maximize, achieve competition responsibility. So immediately talking to ideators and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll activate, maximize, achieve that into my life. 
And then if I'm like, oh, there's here's someone who torched their family or multiple divorces or never sees their children or, uh, you know, I'm just like, well, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. So that's literally how my brain works. <laughs> I love that. Right. Uh, learn from other people's mistakes, right? Well, that's a, yeah. So you're a simplifier. Most good entrepreneurs are simplifiers. So they take all this complexity and then they just simplify it. And that, so the only thing I write down, you said you'd taken it. So if you can find the score, let me know. The only thing I write down before I meet someone is their name and their Colby score, because it's not your personality or I don't really care what someone's personality is. I want to know what their brain's going to do. And most of the people I talk to, they're high, quick start, little to no follow through. So if they don't hire a million people, those that's a true visionary for the most part. If they don't hire a bunch of people, nothing will ever get done. And and I'm high quick start, high follow through. So that's very rare. So say it, do it, say it, do it, hit the gas, pump the brakes, hit the gas, pump the brakes. Uh, most visionaries, there's no brakes. That's what a motorcycle without a helmet, no like brakes. Running all over the place, right? It's like, oh, shiny, right. oh, shiny, oh, shiny. Yeah. So there's no shiny object. Well, I, I, let me dovetail that. There's two shiny objects for me. One is experience in life with my family. I have never met one person. If you have, if you meet, if you meet this person and, or you have met them, introduce me, I'd like to meet them. Someone who has, who has had a good family life that hasn't had a good life. If you know someone that has a good family life that hasn't had a good life, I want to meet that person. I don't think I will, but um, so, but you might. Um, so that's one. And then two is a network on a, a global level. That's shiny object. Cause when you create endless opportunities for your network, they create endless opportunities for you. It never stops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so if we're, we're chatting with, you know, visionaries in the audience here, mm-hmm. um, how would you suggest that they, you know, start to really look at building that collaborative global company of their own? Right. Okay. Well, one, that's why I wrote the book. So the, uh, so um, I'm one of the rare folks that's an integrating visionary. So like uh, if you ever read Rocket Fuel, there's like a very small subset of visionaries who can integrate. Mm-hmm. However, however, uh, second company is a, a SaaS platform. It's LinkedIn without the BS invite only connectivity platform. I can barely tie my shoes. Uh, I don't know how to hold the pencil right. So if I had to build a SaaS platform, that would be, I'd electrocute myself. It'd be a nightmare. So my partner who's, who like you is based in the San Francisco area. He is a, he is a visionary integrator. So he's full backstage, full backstage, but a nine quick start in Colby 10 is the highest. So he's a huge visionary, but doesn't want, doesn't want to talk about it. Just wants to, wants to create the thing. And so um, we found each other through a top entrepreneurial group called strategic coach. We've met two times in person in over a year and done everything virtually. So the, the book is how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. And that's what I do every single day. I love that. And that's the, um, Epic life book. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Fantastic. So like, okay. How does somebody leave an lead an Epic life? Yeah, we are definitely a simplifier. That's um, and you're very direct, which I like. Um, you know, it's really interesting to me because I can tell um, when someone's a business owner or not an entrepreneur because they lead with they lead with material things, material. So revenue, office space, employee count, new car, new vacation home. 
that stuff's fine by the way that's fine it's fine um but many times it's at the expense of anything meaningful time with family loved ones spreading purpose creating and i have found that um instead of separating family and meaningful things from entrepreneur life there's actually a wonderful way to collaborate um and bring those together making your family part of the conversations placing your family first which actually creates more uh more connectivity more simplification into your life with it which actually allows endless amplification and that's why I wrote that's why I wrote the book cuz I'm like you don't have to destroy your family life or not have a family or or anything meaningful for this life you can actually combine it and that's a message I so strongly believe in and I do think that's what people want they just don't know they just don't know how to do it and so to to double down on that because my brain turns everything into patterns this is this is what an entrepreneur is okay this is the simplest way of saying what an entrepreneur actually is an entrepreneur is the very most damaged person the most damaged person with the best coping skills so what does that mean the most damage most damage with the best coping so uh, again most of my days talking to the world's top entrepreneurs not business owners not humans not consultants top entrepreneur I have not met one, not one that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things. Most are two or three. I'm three. The really, really successful ones, usually they're usually all four. That's what I found higher up on the totem pole, all fours. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, the highest level of anxiety that you can imagine, four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So humans, business owners, consultants, those four things, those are excuses. Those are excuses. Entrepreneur at the highest level, figure figure it out. Best coping skills, most courage, highest IQ, highest EQ, highest hustle. So many times, and certainly not always, but many times those coping skills are used to create massive company, massive whatever that stuff. And all this meaningful stuff is just bypassed. So that's a very, very, very long way of saying an epic life, I think, is putting the meaningful th- meaningful things first, and that creates a lot of ma- cool material things as well. Mm-hmm. And kind of wrap it around the meaningful pieces. Correct. Okay. All right. And do you see um, entrepreneurs that are doing that are the ones that are really creating massive impact in the world? Well, I think it's really interesting because if you're not a litmus test for the people that you serve, you're a hypocrite. So if you're talking about if you if you're talking about creating all this purpose for society and you're not creating purpose for yourself with anything meaningful, then you're a hypocrite. So yes, like that's what I see is people actually doing it for themselves first. Because if you can't help most people think that's a selfish thing, but if you can't take care of yourself first, you can't really help everyone else. So the purpose of my life is to be a connecting superhero for every visionary abundance investment mindset entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and share their stories with the world, not there, the. So that's what I do every day because you're a litmus test for the people you serve. And, and if you don't know who you are or who you're not, then you can't help the people you actually want to serve. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about how you go about supporting your clients in doing that. Right. 
It's an interesting thing. Um, so being a journalist, um, you don't get into that for revenue employed like so it's always been about purpose. And so the purpose of my life hasn't it's never changed. Um, I guess the ways of doing that have changed. But um so as a journalist, I was an entrepreneur who happened to be a journalist, so never understood negative news. Uh if it bleeds, it leads. I don't understand political news, it makes no sense to me. Um, so I was always writing about and connecting cool people, changing the world. So that purpose has been extended. One, uh, running a global PR firm that only only partners with visionaries who are changing the world. Um, and then I was a journalist for 20 years, created an entire first company based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I don't know what I don't know what PR firms do other than annoy journalists with useless press releases. I don't I have no idea. And the formula for creating a successful global company is simple. As you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So mm -hmm. bite, right, it's the same formula. So all I hear from people is they saw this gap in, uh, in technology or whatever it is. They created a solution to it. They actually did it. They solved it. And then successful global company. And then this, I hear the same problem. We want to be in more news media. It's usually at a global level. Uh, many times national, regional to create more validity and credibility. So see a problem. It's the same. And then second company annoyed by platforms that let everyone in because at the highest level, people don't have time for that. They don't want to be sold anything. They just want to execute. So created LinkedIn without the BS, but only in a collaborative way because I would electrocute myself if I try to build a, a SaaS platform. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, I love that. So in your um, platform where it's got the, the LinkedIn without the BS, yes. um, what does that look like? Is it all online? Do you end up meeting in person? Is it a combination of both? It's only invite only, I believe. It's invite only and it's all online now. My guess is eventually we'll have an in-person meeting, but I mean, maybe not. I mean, since COVID, since COVID, um, with the exception of strategic coach, which is like 10 minutes from my house. So I go to some in-person things there. I think I've done four in-person meetings since COVID started. So um, at, at the time when COVID first started, I posted, I think a day later, I'm like, this will be the greatest opportunity for anyone with the right mindset. And that's what's, that's what's happened. I mean, I've, I've met my partner two times in person, one at the launch party for the, uh, for the company. And then the second time, we, my wife and I, uh, Sarah, met Mark Fujiwara, my partner, and his wife, Amy, out in San Francisco. He we went to a nice restaurant there. But other than that, there's been no need for it. So whether whether there are in-person things, maybe, but I have found most people don't. They'd rather just, I mean, we've never met in person. They'd much rather do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Pre-COVID, all of my team has always just met on a Zoom. Pre-COVID. So you're uh so you were a pre-visionary. How many people are on your team? Uh just under 10. Just under 10. So so you were, I've always thought well before COVID, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I always thought there'd be more companies like ours where it's um um it's for lack of a better term, lower employee account, you focus on one thing, it's a higher price point. Mm -hmm. um, so there's none of this, like business owner stuff is confusing to me. I don't. And so I COVID definitely accelerated that. But and it's really interesting in your line of work that you are already doing that because you think stage, you think 
in person, but that you're a true visionary, total visionary. Yeah. We, we started out pre COVID. We were creating the stages in person and we were doing all of our meetings virtual already. We were and already what, utilizing what, this what, platform. Uh, what platform was it? We were using Zoom. You were using Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm endlessly fascinated by that. Um, so this, this is like, whether this is recorded or not, this is most of my conversation. So it's like, people like you are the visionaries that like come up with all this stuff that helps everyone else. Um, and then people like you are very grateful for people like me, cause I can take all this stuff and be like, no, no, no. Yes. Connect. Yes. Connect yet. Yeah. And then that's what it that's. And it never stops. It just keeps going and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've kind of also seen myself a little bit as that bridge or that connector because I work mm-hmm. with a lot of visionaries myself. 100%. They're the ones that are, you know, wanting to reach the masses and really support people with the work that they do in the world. And an event is a great way to bring in people, whether it's in person or virtual live or what have you. Um, right. I see it as one of the best ways to do that is to connect souls um, because right. we're all human. Right. Well, there's a couple, there's a couple things from that. So um, talk is meaningless to me without an answer or, or an actionable step. So you are a litmus test for the people you serve because you're a visionary and you're helping visionaries. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you run a stage company, but you like to be front stage. You're not necessarily a backstage person. So you have a bunch of people backstage because you're a litmus test for, as a visionary helping visionaries. The other thing is, have you ever done your IQ? Have you ever done it? No, I haven't. Okay, I'd be curious. So I'm guessing you're very similar to me. Um, and there's there's a reason by this, because one, because I can hear things and then I know the answer, but uh, I can hear it. So 140 and above is uh, genius, 140 and above. Okay. That's 1% of the global population. Um, in, in my world, it's probably 98%, but in, in regular world, it's 90, 90, or it's it's 1%. So most of the people I talk to, they're probably one fifty. I'm guessing most of the people you talk to, one fifty and above. I would get, I would guess that um, true visionary usually is because they have the best coping skills and high IQ is one of them. Yeah. Okay. So when you get too far above one forty, which is genius level, it's very hard to communicate human. Very hard because you're you're not really a human. So mine is 139 and I'm guessing yours is either 140 or like 139, 141. And what it is, is it's a bridge between true genius world and human. That's what it is. That's literally what my brain does. And I think it's what yours does too. That would be fascinating to go and figure out because that's how I've always felt. Well, that's what, that's the answer. So my brain takes what people always felt. Here's the answer. That's, and I'm guessing I, and to be fair, I took that in one, it doesn't change. I took it in, in high school and I was like, someone was talking about IQ. So I was talking to my mom. I go, what was my IQ? She's like 139. I go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause most of the people I talk to, they're, they're bare. I'm barely human and I married a human. Thank God. But like the people I talk to, they, they're not, they're just on their full ADHD, not a disorder, sign of genius, but it's mislabeled by humans. And they're just like, but they're geniuses. Mm -hmm. They just need simplification and connectivity. And then I can keep up with them. And then here you go, here you go, here you go. Right. And I think a lot of the terminology out there is like finding an integrator 
to go with the visionary, right? Someone to like round them and bring them back into this world uh, to take those ideas that they have and bring it into the physical space. That's a hundred percent because ideas to me are meaningless without activate, maximize, achieve. And then I'm an integrating visionary. So that's Mm -hmm. exactly, that's whatever terms you want to use. Um, it's just, it's very rare for those who haven't read rocket fuel, Gino Wickman. Um, there's a very small subset of visionaries who can integrate, um, that, and that would be me. And then my partner is, he's those, he's a very rare integrator. Who's a visionary. That's very rare, but he's a bigger visionary than I am. He's just backstage. (laughs) Well, that's how I started was backstage. It's just now that my team's like, get out there. Yeah. But that wasn't, but that wasn't, I'm guessing that wasn't your natural that wasn't your natural because you're definitely a front stage person. I mean, there's no, I can hear that. You're definitely a visionary, even the way you handled Zoom before Zoom was even known by world. I mean, that makes, but if you do take your IQ, send it to me. I don't even know where the test is for that, but yeah, I'm sure I would guess you're like right at 140, right at 140. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it ends up being. Okay. Um, so if we can maybe shift gears a little bit. <laughs> From IQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, is, what does next year look like for you and the company and the people that you engage with? Yeah. So um, one of the chapters, uh, and this is a really good exercise, but one of the chapters in the new book is name your years, name your years. Okay. Yeah. And um because talk to me again, it's just me, you, you do it. Right. So, and then I have high follow through, so I'll do it. Um, so 2020, uh, one of my, uh, friends, PR partners, Joe Martin, that was his idea. Cause he's an ideator. He's like, I named my years. I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. I'll do that. So 2020 was global growth. So before COVID every day, January 1, 2020 global growth. So then started having partners around the world, joined multiple, uh, global entrepreneurial groups, uh, conversations around the world. So global growth in 2021 was no limits 2021. So every day, no, when you have no limits, there are no limits. Mm -hmm. 2022 Epic life. Oh, wow. The name of the book is Epic life. We're talking about Epic life. That was before the book came out and anything. And then 2023 is net works, two words, net works. Um, because second company will be uh, 10 times, hundred times bigger than the the PR firm. The the new company is just technology, technology for brain, uh, for what brain's already doing. And then PR is connections through media opportunities like this new company is, you know, you want to sell your company for nine figures. My partner that most of his day is doing eight and nine figure deals. Um, or you want to get your Hollywood script published by, you know, Hollywood. Like that's what it, that's what new company is. It's connections for anything, but just for visionaries. I love it. I love it. The the one percenters, I believe I, I read somewhere. Point one percent. Point point one, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And then most people think that's a small number, but point one percent of eight billion is eight million. So that's a lot of it's there's eight million of use out there. Yeah. That's still a few people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's plenty. <laughs> it's definitely, definitely plenty. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So net works is is the goal for next year. 
and planning on implementing that? Do you already kind of have some ideas on how, how you're going to break it down maybe each quarter and wow. go into it? Or? Okay, so that's a really good question. I, uh, again, being a journalist for 20 years, I do not think in quarters, like the journalists don't, they think in like, okay, I have a deadline in five minutes. So that is what um, I never think in quarters. I don't think in revenue. I don't think in employee count. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. So what has happened, because the only way to, to do to learn anything is actually do something okay. is what I've learned is every day for those previous those previous years I would just say it every day and then something would happen in regards to that Got so it. yeah yep. so I have no idea I'm, I'm not a futurist I'm not I just know I'm going to say it and then it will happen I mean there's no doubt in my mind because that's what's happened every single year mm -hmm. yep and you attract that what you believe into it and that's what you're gonna see right mm -hmm. yes Yep. Right. I love it. I love it. All right. So Justin, this has been really, really informative. Um, you've put some holes in certain things. You've put some, I, I think, ideas out there for people naming, you know, what it looks like for them for next year. All great yeah. things for our, our visionaries to kind of go, okay, here's an action step I can take with my visionary brain. Um, but I would love for you to share, you have kind of a gift for our audience, um, I believe a, a mindset survey. Can you explain a little bit about what that is and how they can grab that? Yeah, th thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so it's really interesting because uh, right mindset attracts the right network and creates the right opportunity. So right mindset, um, you're either born a visionary or not. I strongly feel like you're either born someone like you or you're, you're, you're not. I mean, I think most people would choose this life, but they're they, those four things that excuses. So entrepreneur, no, no excuses. So, um, so if you are born like that, then, you know, what I do every day is work on my mindset. So mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the scorecard or survey it's through the strategic coach platform. Um, I'm very confident saying it's one of the top, if not the top entrepreneurial groups in the world, it's on, it's on my company's website, uh, brepicllc.com. And it's been really fascinating because people qualify or disqualify themselves with their own mindset. Mm -hmm. They actually, they actually disqualify themselves from being a visionary with their own mindset. It's like, it's confusing to me because I'm full <laughs> activator. Um, it, it, I don't understand, like, I don't understand people who make excuses. It's like a foreign concept to me. Like that's what separates visionaries from everyone else. They don't, they don't make excuses. So it takes five minutes um, people really like taking it because they're like, they think they're a visionary, but then they get to the question like, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is something I need to, need to work on. So it's at, it's at the, the main company's website, brepicllc.com. Beautiful. And we'll also link the direct link in the show notes. Oh, thanks. So thanks. Absolutely. Take a look at, you know, do you have a visionary and abundance and investment type mindset? What does that look like for you? So right. Beautiful. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate you being with us today. Any final nugget of thought for our listeners here before we let them head back into their world? Thank you. The um, brain simplifies everything to patterns. So I, I keep making bigger investments in smaller rooms, but the people in those rooms are making bigger impacts. So it's the same formula, bigger investments, smaller room, people in those rooms are making bigger impact. That allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family where I can make the most impact.
Mm, I love that. That's a great nugget to leave on. I'm going to write that one down. So thank you again, Justin. Appreciate you being with us today and look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Create Powerful. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.